Hello, everyone. What's happening? Howdy. Howdy, howdy, howdy. howdy Another howdy, one. <laughs> Another one by Sedust. Yep. <laughs> Did you watch Bohemian Rhapsody? Yeah, man. Fucking amazing movie. You watched it? Yeah. No. Yeah, I watched it. We were all oh, talking. Really? We me, me and Kino were talking about it. By the way, guys, Kino's on the show again. What's up? We got Kino back. What's up? <laughs> Kino in the house. Kino in the building. Um, thing. Freddie Mercury, man. We were talking about Freddie Mercury. And yeah. honestly, it was like, the dude, you listen to the music, you're inspired yeah. immediately. And he it, really loved his cats. He, oh, dude. He really loved I his cats. I saw a picture on Reddit today with him holding two big fluffy cats. Yeah, yeah. And he's got yeah. the mustache and he's yeah, like, exactly. yeah, yeah, yeah. He looks healthy time. there, too. He's so. having a good time, man. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, no, it was just, I watched that movie, dude, and Rami Malik does a, such a good job of really portraying his essence, I think. Yeah. That like I just felt like the I was like I felt Mercury. the vibe, bro, yeah. and I was just wa- I was so engaged. I was supposed to jump on a call with the producer for the movie that we're working on, yeah. and I was just like, we're gonna have to push the call, man. I'm about to watch this movie, right? Just because the opening scene just caught my attention right away. That yeah. I was just like, oh my god, this movie's about to fucking change like everything, right? Yeah. <sighs> Instantly afterwards, I was I was fully inspired. I just I was I was motivated to do anything at that moment. You know, I was just like, let's go. It's great. That's that's fucking great. That's intense, man. I'm glad it inspired you. That's really deep for you, Luigi. Yeah. I mean, although Freddie Mercury, I shared with Luigi earlier, is one of my original singing idols and musical idols. Yeah. I watched that movie and thought that he had an amazing ability, uncanny, unparalleled ability to draw attention to a human being's lower mandible. Mm. I've never paid so much attention to someone's lower jaw in yeah, my entire man. life. I was looking at that lower jaw for the first 15 minutes of the that movie. That thing's protruding. Yeah. It, yeah, but it was it was the way he was moving it. It was, I don't know. It, it took me, I think, 20 minutes, or it took him <laughs> 20 minutes in the movie to settle down a little on the jaw and just yeah. be Freddy. But that yeah. being said, I still yeah. loved it. Yeah. yeah. No, I'm glad he didn't sing it too, though. I'm glad, I'm no, glad they, yeah. they featured oh, Freddie's yeah, yeah. remarkable voice. Yeah. 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 It's irreplaceable. Although my buddy told me that there was parts where they did get someone to sing because there was a guy that can like imitate him almost perfectly. Yeah. And so they had him fill in some of the stuff that they couldn't like that they wanted match. to like re, re yeah exactly yeah. match up for the movie because they always want the best yeah. quality sound that's why I mean this the way they introduce the music I mean John Mulaney does a good one yeah from Big Mouth yeah you know, like Freddie Mercury <laughs> yeah. episode yeah. yeah yeah but comparing that to like Jersey Boys the the Hollywood version of Jersey yeah, Boys yeah. to me yeah. I don't want to hear someone try to do Frankie Valley right I wanted to hear Frankie Valley right. but it's okay whatever. This time, I actually got to hear Freddie Mercury, yeah. and it, what I loved is they had his voice and then the, the visual and the cinematography of this movie. Yeah. yeah. That looks cool. Now, well, my favorite part is, like, when he comes to the party and he takes off the, the jacket and reveals he's, like, a general, but he's got the king a crown yeah. on, and he's yeah. just like, I'm like, dude, I don't give a fuck, like, whatever. This guy looks fucking awesome. Yeah, that was, like, it, was, you, it, was it was epic. It was epic. You yeah, walked yeah. into a room, everybody's staring at you like, yo, yeah. you're dressed like a fucking king, though. That like, reminds me, though, of the of the murder of Versace, when you see yeah. Gianni Versace waking up yeah. in the morning in the very first episode, yeah, like, walking opulent. through all Versace everything, and yeah. I'm just like, yeah. you were walking through your own world. That's fucking yeah. awesome. <laughs> Until yeah. someone took you out of it. Dude, it, that's the craziest part about it, is because the opening shot is literally just like his daily routine, and yeah. him just going about his life, walking around, looking and it's like a freaking mansion that he yeah. lives in so you're just looking at one of the richest people in the world man he yeah, makes the Versace mansion bro yeah. the mansion's named after him too <laughs> yeah. like it's 
It's a really good show. The show mo- mostly goes into um, Andrew Cunanan, which is the murderer. Right. Um, which You're, now we're talking about Versace. Yeah, Versace. <laughs> yes. yeah. American Horror Story. American Horror Story. No, no, no. American no, Crime. American, American, American Crime. Story. American Crime Story. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And the first one was People versus OJ, which was magnificently done, in my opinion. I have yet to see it. I need to watch it, dude. Yeah. Oh my god, it's so fucking good. It's well based on the way I liked the yeah the. Yeah. the Murder of, going back. of Versace. I'm going to go back now. Yeah. For sure. 100%. It's got the dude from This Is Us. I'm blanking on his name. What's his name? From this is what? This Is Us. What's the What's the black dude's name? I'm blanking. Uh, Sterling K. Sterling Brown. K. Bra- Sterling K. Brown? Yeah. Yeah, dude. I, that, that show introduced us to Sterling K. Brown. I was yeah. like, why can't I remember his name right now? <laughs> um, no. He, gave, he gives a performance in that show that like makes the whole experience just like so much more real and you're just like yo i'm so that guy is more than just an actor he's a thespian 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 no for sure he's like an artist of his craft like yeah he was so seasoned yeah that because he where where else did you really like sure he may have done some other stuff but this really like put him and then he he, then he got this is us and this is us was like really showcasing this this is us is like award worthy yeah and he was didn't he win leading I think he I think he won the first year but then after that they um so many new shows came out that were just like yeah, so much more slams. intense yeah. that was just like this is us this is us is still a great this watch is us but is still good but it lost the steam it lost the steam for sure in the beginning it was like new episode <laughs> of this is us I, it was like oh my god what's going to happen I uh I I I saw the table with Milo and um uh what's her name Mindy yeah. no is M- it Mindy Mandy Moore Mandy Moore Mandy Moore Milo and Mandy right yeah. they're they're sitting there and I was like debating taking a picture with them because I was like I'm like do people watch this <laughs> still I'm like yeah maybe they do but honestly they're just they seem like they're just enjoying as soon as they lost they're like we're out yeah. <laughs> like they're like they don't stick around they don't do anything they're just what's like the we're point? out what's yeah exactly what's the point that's why people say is like if you want to talk to someone try to get them right away right away because people will start yeah. leaving like as soon as the awards start going out yeah, yeah and that's it th- and i mean once once your category goes you're not going to be nominated for anything else yeah exactly unless go you're to, really good go to the after party who's no one's sticking around for the no you're gonna go do the cocaine man <laughs> you're <laughs> going to do everything right now honestly like i the in the places that i've been i've only encountered like I've encountered some people doing coke, actually. Like, at, at, but that was like the Bro, first. This is LA. If you've not encountered people yeah. doing coke, you've not gone out. No, yeah. I, I mean, no, definitely. Like, but I mean, in the sense, like, and these industry parties that will go very, like, like they're talking about some real business here, and it's like they don't really show that kind of stuff. It's very hidden. It's very, yeah. it's very, it's more laid back because they're just like. There's some people in here we don't know. We're letting a lot of new people into our homes. Like when yeah. I was at that after the Golden Globes the first time, I went into this mansion and I was literally talking to people. They have a fucking whole wall dedicated to all these liquors of the world, bro. Wow. This guy's a fucking millionaire. Like he's just spending money like crazy. And I'm just like this this experience right now is like and, and my friend Marcus was like so grounded, bro. He was just there. He was just chilling in the same spot the whole night for like yeah. three hours. Just same spot, didn't move. Did and he I, pee? Nah. He was just, I'm telling you, he was grounded, bro. And, 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 but people like kept going up to him and talking to him. And I would just, I, like, who grounded him? Did you ground him? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know who it was, man. Grounded. But it was, it was just a very interesting experience because he told me, he was like, he's like, you just got to soak this in. Like, just soak it in. Talk to as many people as you can because this is a reality that could be yours one day. And I was just like, okay. Now, who is this guy again? My, it was a, a fashion designer we met at 
the first time I went to the Critics' Choice Awards. Do you know his name? Uh, yeah, Marcus. Marcus. Marcus Hennish. Wow. Yeah. He's a he's a really cool guy. He owns a whole studio. Sounds interesting. In San Diego, yeah, dude. You know you know how we became friends at the first Critics Choice Awards. He he spotted us out yeah. at the beginning, but then we saw him at the very end, and he tells us, "I saw you guys as soon as you walked in." Yeah. And I'm like, we just saw you, bro. Like there were so many people here tonight. Now that everybody's mainly gone, it was just like a couple people. It was a very chill vibe. Right. He starts talking to us. We start talking. We become good friends. Next thing you know, we see him at the Golden Globes. He gets us into that mansion party. We yeah. all we get out of Amazon, and he's standing right there, and he goes, yo, I got a mansion party we can go to. Super rich guy. We pull up, freaking Rolls Royce, Ferraris, like Lamborghinis, nice. like super freaking nice cars. And yeah. you're just like, what? Yeah. Like, so, like, where am I? And I was drunk, bro. I was so drunk at this point. I was yeah. just at the freaking Amazon Studios party. I was done. And yeah. the next thing you know, it's like, we, we're in there. We're chilling. I'm talking to people. Dude. As soon as the the guy who owned the house got a girl to sleep with him, he was like, "Everybody get the fuck out of here!" <laughs> like as soon, like he as soon as he had a girl next to him that was just like, ah, yeah. like he was like, "Everybody get the fuck out!" Right. I'm trying to get some pussy yeah. right now, right? I mean, and it was just like, can't keep an eye on folks if you're trying to get laid. Exactly, but the, the problem yeah. was we all stepped outside. That's and, when they tried to lick your butthole, bro. <laughs> oh, dude, that, that's Super a whole fucking fans. thing that that yeah. we gotta. It's gonna be really interesting. But dude, the dude takes us outside, <laughs> right? And we're fucking. Standing outside, pizza comes in, all the, the all this pizza. He's like, "Who the fuck?" And he and then he tells everybody, he's like, "Get everybody, get the fuck inside, eat this pizza, and then leave." Right? So okay. we're all go, we're just like, "What the fuck?" Right? Like th- uh, this is such a crazy night. Yeah. The guy, he we end up going back inside. We eat the pizza, the best pizza I've ever had. I've never been able to find it, man. I've never been able to find it after that night. But no, it was it was, it was probably like, flown in from Italy. Right? Yeah. Dude, I don't know, but it was like. The, it was pizza. it was the best pizza I've ever well, tasted. I mean, what imagine what would a millionaire order? Not Pizza Hut. No, and it like, was in these big ass boxes. Like I'm talking like this big, like yeah. big ass fucking white boxes, just plain white. Damn, and I was like, and there was there was three of them, just three, and there was maybe like forty people at his well, house. Look, oh, if artisan. you're gonna judge the value of pizza by its size, there's a place called Big Lou's in San Antonio, oh, no, Texas, been, yeah, that makes a, a forty Lou's. something inch pizza. Oh shit. It's actually delicious, very greasy. It's very, yeah, yeah. That thing's the size of your dinner table, you know. I think you can also find some something similar at Sweet Melissa's in uh, Savannah, Georgia. Ooh, I knew a Sweet like, Melissa. I actually know a Sweet Melissa in a Atlanta, very Georgia. Lovely I'm lady. Lie. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. Don't make a lie out of me. Yeah. I hope she's doing well. God bless her. Yeah. God bless Melissa. Yeah. Um, so what? What's new, man? What What you been up to? Well, uh, please excuse all my coughing. I've been really sick this week uh luigi yeah. can attest thank you luigi for helping take care of me yeah, it's good i was basically just wrapped in blankets uh trying to sweat out some kind of like flu bug yeah they got me uh pretty bad the, the worst i've been in a while i'll tell you oh. why i know it's the worst i've been in a while yeah first of all this is the first time that i've woken up three days in a row without an erection oh, oh wow. wow yeah so i was no depleted of my vital energies yeah. while i was recovering number one Number two, since I let my hair grow out over three years ago, it's the first time I've been so indisposed that my hair got tangled and I didn't even know it. It was, I had a huge tangled knot to the point where I had to cut off almost four inches of my hair. Wow. Because it was a fuck, and that was very difficult for me because I'm very attached to my long hair. Yeah. So that's another personal tragedy, but it let me know how sick I was. And then number three, bro, I had no concept of time. I didn't have a watch on that whole time. That's also the longest I've gone three days without a watch. Yeah. So I was like, damn, man, like since 
you know, probably in the last two or three <laughs> years, this is the sickest I've been. That's hardcore. And I was away from my family. You know when you're so sick, you just want your mom? Yeah. That's how I honestly felt. I was uh, just like, dude, yeah. I want my mom, man. I just want my mom to be here. I don't even care if she's holding uh, me. Dude. As long as I know she's here, can offer remedies, you know. She knows the medicine I need. She knows the right yeah. Mexican shit, you know. But, no, <laughs> I had John Franco and Luigi, and it was yeah. it was good. That's it was good I to have friends because you, you at least need to be taken care of when you feel like that. I felt shitty, dude. Yeah, Shout out, Toby. Dude, this man kept coming out of, like, behind underneath a blanket. Literally, like, every moment I would just look. I would be like, Kino, and then it would just be like, Hey man, what's up? And then he'd go back to sleep, and I was just like, Yeah, dude, you're, I you're, slept for three days. You're decommissioned, yeah. bro. You were so decommissioned. He stayed on the couch, and I was like, That's how it feels like to be sick. Like that's real sickness. Yeah, like I you're good. We get it. Trust me, I know. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, yeah, exactly, man. But getting over that, bro. I just, yeah. I'm glad I'm over it. Gonna be going back to Texas tomorrow. <coughs> it's the travel, man. Yeah, well, it was a travel, and like I got, I got ill and under the weather in Texas. And decided to sleep. I thought that was under the water. It was nothing compared to this, man. Yeah. Yeah, that was just weak. This is like this was this, like this swept me. Thunderous. Yeah, but now I'm just a little still congested because you know I've been I've been smoking, you know, burning down trees and and vaping a little bit because I'm I'm stubborn. Yeah. And adventurous with my lungs, you know. Mm. But uh, outside of that, I've been you know eating okay. I fasted a little bit, then started eating again and. But eating okay. That's I ate Korean key, yesterday, man, man. To just cleanse. Yeah, well, that the the little fast of a couple of days I could tell also helped, you know, cleanse up the system, reset me. Hello, water. Water. Yeah, a lot of just pure lots of water and uh, coffee. I just started drinking coffee again today. And yeah. It's just so freaking good, man. Yeah, dude, like, me too. I just I'd missed I it. I could. I had I'm still drinking coffee. it right now. Yeah, I might I might dip back into some matcha. Ooh. I love matcha. And it gives you a, a continuous high. So you're not just like coffee, instant buzz, like this is it and we're going. It's like we're going to ride this out. It's like a nice deep house track, you know, starts yeah. smooth and then it just builds and then lo- slowly but surely just lowers you back down. Yeah, that's why I drink three cups of coffee. Oh, dang. <laughs> no, I'm Get just it. like you space them out so that you just never come down. Yeah. <laughs> But I am on my, uh, well, I was going to say second cup, but I'm just going to say second session because my first session of coffee was two cups. And then this is like a full cup of cold brew. Wow. They say I go through a lot of caffeine, but I've been on a break lately, so I was just missing it. Why are you on a break? Was that on purpose or? Oh, I was sick, bro. Oh, so you just can't drink coffee when you're sick? Oh, I just wanted to sleep. Oh, true, true. And I felt so ill. I I never drink coffee, so I don't yeah, I don't know anything about it. Coffee's something freaking crazy, man. I really, really like it. Yeah. I'm, I'm, honestly, if I had to pick uh, all my stimulants, you know, I think definitely my favorite is coffee. Yeah. And my second, but for like power punch, yeah. yeah. For something a little more mild, I like nicotine. Nicotine is good for my brain. Um, <laughs> like a good cigar. Yeah. Like if I was gonna play, if I was gonna play uh, chess with somebody for my life. Yeah. I would light up a cigar. Wow. I think I would do better. Cuban? Yeah. And then I would resort to, you know, a chest, uh, a state of mind that I probably honed a little bit while I was playing my Cuban grandfather in chess. Nice. I used to play my Mexican grandfather um, in, I mean, I played him in chess too and checkers. He liked both, but he used to play a lot of dominoes and he especially liked Mexican dominoes called decimal, which is like a 
It's a certain form of dominoes, right? My yeah. Cuban grandfather loved dominoes too, but Cuban dominoes. But he loved uh, chess, so I would play chess yeah. against him. So when I play chess, I, I don't know, for whatever reason, I often think of my grandfather and resort into like conversations with him and I yeah. guess a, a frame of mind that he helped me get into when I was a young boy. It's a nice reminder, though. Yeah, now that he's gone, Every it's a nice time. way to remember. Yeah. Bro, I remember when I was a kid in Peru, so many freaking child games that we would all play, that we would all need, that we would just know, you know? And it was such a great way to bond and just get to know your family. It was yeah. it's very interesting because when you get older, that kind of element is a little bit lost, like playing with your family, getting getting in a, in a state of mind where it's just like peaceful and, and yeah. being able to talk about it, literally anything. You know, which is what the bond of family should be, but right. it's, it's so so many cases it just gets lost. You know, and it, it, we see it every day. I mean, people you run into in the streets, in the in the grocery stores, in the malls, at work, like everywhere yeah. you go, there's people who didn't have something like that. You know. Yeah. I've been. I mean, I've I've been spending a lot of time with my family lately, but the last couple of times I was on here with you guys, I was you know had. I guess things I was going through, they were very linear. They, I guess they were building up. Mm-hmm. Um, for the holidays, you know, I spend it with my family. And since the holidays, I basically have been mostly with my family. And it's been a really good time. But I've also had just a lot of time for reflection. This has been a really, really big time of introspection and just me really trying to get down to the whys of all my motivations again. And what it is I intend to do in this season of my life. So as I was doing a lot of reflecting and meditating on that subject, I realized that it had been a while since I had taken personal inventory of where I was going, what my plans were, how I intended to get there, all that. So I've started journaling again and, you know, it was, uh, I spent the holidays, um, dating again. And, um, this, this girl and I, um, I've been trying to, you know, get to know each other and work things out. And she's a fantastic girl. But basically, the the funny thing about getting back into a relationship with someone is that it becomes immediately about your own personal development. Right. Because it's just a mirror for all the shit that's inside of you. Yeah. So as soon as I went from the single life I was having out here in California, which, I mean, single life in the sense of not being a lot with somebody else Mm -hmm. um, to going back to Texas and like getting back with her and immediately just, it wasn't like someone I was just getting to know. So we're going to like slowly hang out with each other. It was like, no, we went out for a meal. I was like, damn, I saw her. I was like, oh shit. Yeah. There's still, you know, like when you walk into a room with someone you've already been intimate with, number one, you're still attracted to, but you haven't seen him for a while. And as soon as you see him, you're like, oh shit. Yeah. I'm definitely attracted to you. Like what, what's the, what's, what's bound to happen you know there's chemistry there right so immediately things start up again and i'm not going to say that the same issues we had as before started up again because that's not really the case um and i I think time had caused uh there was enough growth between us two that it was new things we were going to have to deal with yeah but some of the same communication problems that we had are still there and that's, I think, the frustrating thing about getting ba- getting back or trying again with someone you've been with. If there's not something crazy major that's kept you from being with them, you have to ask yourself, well, like, what are the shortcomings? What's not working? And in this case, it's one of those relationships that's making me say, what the fuck is wrong with me that I can't communicate lovingly, calmly, and peaceably with someone I love and care for right. when 
this or this happens? Like, how come these are such sensitive things for me? One of the, one of the things for me is I realize um, specifically from this relationship that I hadn't wanted to address in a while is I'm all about my personal growth in this part of my life because I've been so stuck in my own head and unable to have successful relationships in the past. So that's why I got into a personal growth. It's like, oh, the, all the Zen that came out of me in the last couple of years was me trying to be more tolerable for women. Mm. <laughs> so then you're, I'm actually dating someone and I'm not fucking tolerable at all. Mm. I'm intolerable. And that was very difficult for me. It's like, what's, what wow. are these short triggers? I guess I hadn't had to deal with in a while and are suddenly coming out. Why are they coming out? Right. And it was, I realized it's when I feel, um, you know, it's the same thing as anyone. You don't feel understood, right? Yeah. For me, it's 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 not so much that it's that uh, I can't be understood, and therefore my means uh, or my plan to get something done is is going to have to be different. Right. So like, I hate having plans changed on me. That's like a, a issue of my personality. It shouldn't bother me, but it it bugs me terribly when people change plans on me. Right. Right. And yet, I'm the type of person who, in my own life, for for the sense of personal freedom I want, I don't want people to chain me down so I like to keep things flexible as much as I can for myself Yeah. but once you, some plans are made with me in which I have to have inflexibility I want it to stay that way so I can count on that right Right. well this was one of those relationships it was like constantly testing that so that when that went awry well dude I would just explode and I'm like wait this is like how did I go back to being a person who explodes and reacts when this little you know m- meaningless thing happens right and I realized it was because it was happening and I had just hoped it would, those things would just stop happening in my life. I was just like expecting them to be weeded out. And yeah. the relationship immediately showed that by being alone, I had made those things not come up as much. But yeah, I still hadn't gotten better at dealing with them. Yeah. And so that's really what I've been working on this, you know, this holiday, this winter was little facets of my personality and how I can maintain my own peace balancing mm-hmm. my own peace um while i'm in a relationship are you at peace now or are you are you still bouncing around well right now i'm not in a relationship that so you guys aren't dating anymore no we're, we're not dating anymore gotcha. um <clears throat> and i don't know where that's gonna go um where do you want it to go i want peace mm. and i have just gotten back into a level headspace. Okay. So the the only reason I was getting away from a level headspace is because I realized that this relationship was seriously making me question what I want right now and making me feel like it could not give it to me in the way I wanted it. So you really care for someone but feel like that is not what you want right now. Right. Then you're like, this is just shitty timing. Yeah. And so the issue is not that this is not the per- that this, I don't want this person right now. It's that I don't feel like this person's ready for what they really want with me. And it's not. It isn't. It uh-huh. isn't good timing. I feel like we discussed that from the beginning, but now that it actually played out and this person can see that it's not good timing, or maybe maybe she realized this a month ago. Realistically, she was like, okay, then let's not let's not be in a relationship. To which I'm like, good. But she doesn't realize that we've already tasted the fucking elixir, you know? So, like, we're both hooked. So she she can't help. She wants to text 
and talk and still see me <laughs> and you know she still wants to sleep together why because as people as humans we get addicted to each other yeah. we're way more addicting than drugs and that's i mean i was talking to her on the phone and i was like i don't think you understand like she she just thinks that if she hates me she'll get over me i'm like no nah, i've already fallen for girls in my right. past that i know today i can never be with yeah and i've had to accept that and so sometimes i just cry yeah yeah in my day-to-day -day life over those relationships and i'm trying to explain to her like you're gonna be another one of those and you don't even realize it i'm gonna yeah. be that for you already right yeah. regardless of what happens anymore right because we've overcome trauma together yeah and, and we care about each other. attachment. Right. So you don't so want that attachment. So the lust thing was there. Like the infatuation yeah. thing was there. Right. And this other level of care of like just ultimately wanting the best for their person was right, there. Right. I was like, so in my yeah. head, I'm like, yeah, we, we're fucked. Like feelings wise, we're fucked. You're, you, you, you got a fucking Adele album lined up for yourself. <laughs> Start writing, girl. Hey. But yeah, maybe we can make something work out of it. I want something. I mean. I don't, I'm not, I'm not, I don't have anybody else. You know, I'm, I'm not mm -hmm. into anybody else mm -hmm. or, you know, really looking right yeah right. well what would you say like now that you're out of a relationship what kind of advice would you give someone who's currently in one i have i'm in no position to give advice to anybody in relationship <laughs> see this is a smart man we're talking to that was a test man you shouldn't go out there and start giving advice you just got out of a fucking relationship yours didn't work out why would i take your advice motherfucker <laughs> exactly i don't know but that's what i'm saying like i i, I don't give advice to people in relationships yeah, i have a best smart. friend Who's in a relationship? I have friends who are in relationships, and I yeah. take advice from them. Exactly. That's not the things I would give advice on, man. Right. I mean, relationships in general, hell yeah. Mm. Uh, French, every other kind of actually, yeah. and I've had good relations in the past. I know how to stay good, stay in good relationship because I've stayed in good relationship with my exes. I know how to navigate the world of relationships. Mm. What I really mean is that I'm not in that relationship for which I would be like. Let me tell you, buddy. Come here. Mm. Come here. Come here. Come. Let's let's sit down and have some waffles. We're going to talk about the truth. No, I don't fucking know. I'm more like, how about we take some shrooms together and ask <laughs> the heavens to help me understand what the fuck this girl wants me to understand? Yeah. yeah. Um, which brings me to that my next sense. question. I, I have uh, I've been thinking about this a lot, like since we what shrooms? No, no, no. Um, <laughs> What have you guys been looking at? Um, like, have you looked at into anything into consciousness? Like, just your current like exploration of the internet? Like, cause I'll I'll be looking into up consciousness. Stuff. Yeah, like consciousness, like more more in depth analysis of what what could potentially be or what we are. Like, do you ever explore that kind of stuff? Well, I feel we're like in a simulation. So yeah, well, like I get that, but then like there's also all these other places that like. I'll constantly read things where they'll start to explain. Oh, these are why, this is why some of the aspects of the mind are this way. Okay, how about this? How about if I told you that uh, within the last week, I experienced an experience that I foresaw in a dream within the last month. Oh, bro, that happens, yeah. And premonitions. That experience was profound enough that it, I could say, it was like uh, epiphanous. I, wow. I, I changed the behavior because of it. Wow! Wow, that's like a shroom moment, bro. Did you no, but that's a, that should be an all the time moment, yeah. and it's happened before for me when I like quit drinking. Should be all the time when I quit smoking. Um, you know, when I I took a time when I quit sex for you know a year. Dude, those moments have shaped me, but they all sucked, man. Like all the pain from all of those moments has been the thing that led up to just caustic change, right? And I never enjoy going through it, but I need it. And it just happened again. Like something very painful, very shaky. 
made me question the value of my own life. Mm. Wow. And it's hard to say that. It's hard to accept that. It's hard to, to realize that in my own mind, my own life and whether or not I should still be here was being shaken at its root over this, mm -hmm. this feeling. Ultimately, it was this. I basically had a night mm -hmm. where I was partying. I stayed up all night because I was upset about this relationship and other stuff. Right. And it just, the, the night lasted too long. But what ends up happening is I have a lot of alone time. My fucking mind is racing. And in my thoughts, I went to a place I hadn't been in a long time, which is fuck it. I do not fucking care. A lot of people say that. Yeah. I will tell you, I don't know if I truly know it, but if people mean what I've experienced and done, or if more people did, this world would be fucked. And Luigi's known me his whole life. Yeah, I, if you ask people what kind of person I am, most people tell you I'm a responsible dude. Um, yeah. You know, I, I live a, a you know a normal life, whatever. Willie, when I'm in that mode, I've yeah. just done crazy shit with guns, with drugs, with women in cars, on planes, in other countries. It, a lot of illegal shit. Bro, I've done shit in that mindset that I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah. But that's not me. That's why I don't drink anymore. I haven't had a drink in over five years because I'm yeah. not that dude. Yeah. But right. let me just tell you. Recently, I met that dude again. Mm. And it fucking scared the shit out of me, bro. Like, like I Freddy for a Kruger. day, I lost respect for myself again. Wow. And that, I had not felt what it felt like to not respect myself. Wow. Like, to be like, and not trust myself. Yeah. Mm. You see, one of the things that I realized gives me my confidence in life is to trust myself like ultimately not that i'm gonna take care of myself no i don't live without like a your delusion like your no, no, exactly that I, that no it's like to i'll put it this way because this is the, the terms that luigi would use i know that god speaks to me mm -hmm. and i have to listen to that voice yeah. i'll use other I, I grew up in the church so that i can use those terms but i'll use other terms all right i have intuition in the gut and if i ignore it i know i'm gonna fuck myself mm -hmm. okay <clears throat> i've lived in that stream experienced it and then experienced its opposite yeah when you know to follow your gut and you decide in your head, fuck it, nothing matters, there's a reason and I spent a day trying to figure out the reason why. Mm. Why mm. do you... Look, man, I've literally played Russian roulette, bro. Like, what is the fucking... Like, I've spun... Dude, I've, I've, I've spun the wheel on life so many times, bro. Not asking to leave, just asking why the fuck I'm here, bro. Yeah. Spun out on the fucking highway. Had bullets go within a foot of my face multiple times. Been stabbed. Been held up. Practically been held up. I could have been kidnapped. Like, yeah. crazy shit. And I'm like, why, Kino? Why? Because I'm a pastor's son from Texas, bro, who never had to see or experience any of this shit. Yeah. But why would I... And then I asked myself, Lord, why am I here? Like, why am I? This could have gone wrong. This could have gone wrong. I could have yeah. died here. I could have died so many times, bro. And I'm like, yeah, but why? And not that I have a reason. It, I, it's not so that I could have a clarification or a sentence, a phrase, a word. Yeah, yeah. But it's it's supposed to be like to give you that like, I'm still attached to life. I'm still alive. Right. Yeah. Right. And I don't get that sometimes or a lot of times I don't get the most real feeling of I'm alive from an exuberance from an up. No, it's more like you have to go down low enough to feel p real pain again. Right. And know, like, this is what really hurts. Like, right. I forgot what real shame was, per se. Like, the, the shame that you're given from the church. That's, yeah. 
had been wiped. I've been like smearing that off me for a long time. Yeah. But I guess at the most bottom part, the it's hard for me to forgive myself, and I still struggle. Yeah. And the, it, it goes back to that like shame seeded from my childhood. Hmm. And as yeah. soon as I felt like I can't trust you, Kino, I don't respect you because you said you weren't gonna do shit like that anymore, and I had done it. Then over nothing, over something that was just one bad day, I like seriously was questioning whether. Like, what am I supposed, what am I doing here? Why am I still alive? And what am I living for? And mm. it was a delusion because as soon as I, you know, my brother shows up, um, I hang out with my brother and I realize from the conversation immediately that mm-hmm. I got caught up mm-hmm. in a delusion, in a, a stream of thought that was so foreign to my normal operating procedure. And I see those sort of little interjections in people's lives all the time. Yeah. And I think... How the hell did you let that in there? Yeah. But it, and I know that it's an it's an emotional interjection. It's like you have the 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 the, the movie of your life playing out, you know, the, the day that you know a perfect day playing out, and there's all these interjections that are allowed to be made by people that right. you trust and you listen to, mm-hmm. or by just things that come in. Well, I freaked out that such a negative, crazy, toxic, demonic thought could be mm-hmm. seated in my mind. It, it is like I have to accept the yin and yang includes these dark, dark things in my right. head. Right. And I went there not because somebody else did something. That doesn't do it for me anymore. Mm-hmm. Not because somebody else said something, did something, felt something. It wasn't that. Mm-hmm. It was me. Mm-hmm. And that's, you have to, you know, take that power back and go, I'm in control of my peace, my access to it, yeah. where it resides, yeah. my happiness, my joy. All of those things I give and take away from myself. And I have deprived and starved myself because I think I've been a bad boy. Yeah. So I'm gonna yeah. deprive myself of peace, joy, and love. Well, and that that that's a bad place. Oh shoot. Uh, his his uh, mic uh, fell. But uh, basically, this just, I I understand what you're saying. You're ba- like it it just goes back to that awareness of everything that's going on in your life. You have to become aware of every yeah. single element of what you do, what you say, what you think about, what like all your actions are summed up in like you becoming aware of them. You know, like. That's why people say stay woke, people. Like, stay woke. Like, But nowadays, you have to stay woke beyond outside knowledge. But oh, hell to, yeah. You like, have to be shit. self-aware of your, of your, of your, obviously of yourself, but also back <laughs> to when you were a teenager and, you know, a, a child doing shit. Now that things are coming back up, look at the Virginia governor. He's about to be ousted. Yeah, Yo, that's crazy. His yearbook photos. I know like, KKK blackface. Yeah, I'm like, like, what the fuck? And you know that's he's doubling much. down instead of resigning with dignity, and it's just making it worse. It so, is. you know, you you learn, and sometimes you don't. But <laughs> I I guess at the time he must have thought I'm never gonna be a governor. You know. I mean, you have to. <laughs> at the time, it was normal, and he was just doing yeah, what he does true. all the time. So it That's, wasn't offensive then. I guess not. Right. But well, now we live in the era where people were, are we're like post World War Two Germany. Like you're Nazi AF, but you're gonna hide that shit in the basement or in the corner, in the back house or something because society doesn't ride with that anymore. Yeah, the, everyone does subconsciously, and at at a in a secret level of some degree, but. As a s- collective society now, no, you can lose jobs and careers now. No, de- it definitely. wasn't just. It's not just a social thing anymore. Yeah. It's a tangible re- 
consequence to those actions now and deservedly so if you're you know being a racist scumbag that's that's it's never shady, a good so, thing I mean, it's never a good yeah, thing. yeah um, i mean come on you deserve it but yeah no dude time, I, um, like, i've been you know, i've been i've been uh looking over some of the stuff for the the, the draft that we're doing for the script mm-hmm. i had to research the kkk and they started in 1865 right mm-hmm. the thing i because we had to look at when when were they active? Because there was three phases of them, right, yeah. and different time periods. But the one that we wanted to focus on was the f- very, very first phase. And yeah. between, I believe they became, like, institutionalized into, like, society. And yeah. they, cr- they were created in 1865. Around 1867 was really when they really started. And they started spreading around all of the United States because they were everywhere. It wasn't just like, oh, we started here. I believe they started Mississippi. Yeah. But um, they spread. And so um, one thing I w- that I really read about was in 1867 to like 1869, they were just killing people. They were just killing black folk oh, and wow. just for no reason. Wow. They would just literally go and they were just like, oh, I, I, we're not over the Civil War yet, man. Like, yeah. we're like we're, we're here. We're going to we're going to start. I mean, I th- I'm pretty sure it was like right after the Civil War. Like, I believe the Civil War ended in, in 65, right? 1865. I don't know, man, but the KKK is fucking crazy. Uh, and dead, it's though, just like, it's just fucking people, crazy. And the thing is, it's like now you see it. Those, yeah, like you, you see it everywhere. But the problem is, it's like, why do people why did people start building this idea that like you're going to be forgotten? Like you're not going to be forgotten. Like you're a part of society. I mean, the guy that is in that infamous photo of the lynching and there's a huge white mob and then the guy's just like pointing at the camera and he's like kind of like in a in like a smug thumbs up kind of way. He he didn't think that people to 100, you know, years later were going to see this picture that was taken in, a, in some random field in Mississippi or whatever. Yeah, that's like, a crazy yeah, thing, well, man. Here's the whole point is, considering that, think how funny it is that we post up every picture on our social media and it's never going to be forgotten. But before we... I, I'm sorry, I, I want to get back to something because I just want to close off a thought I was having. The reason I was telling you guys all this shit that I was going through and this these feelings is because I've had I've had a lot of good things happening in my life in the last several years. And a lot of people have looked to me as an example to help them come into personal development, come out of shit. And what I've gone through in this last winter, what I've been going through in the last couple of weeks, just in this last week, was I felt to remind me that nobody is immune, even for a day or a week, from having to search inside and basically remove one more ignorance. Mm. It's like, what am I being ignorant to? in my own life what lesson am i refusing to learn that is making me live a cycle a repeating cycle in my life right and it's beating me down and for me it's been or a big one it's been forgetting to have those proper rituals that i know i need in place to help me through the tough times yeah man no uh sorry we're having a little technical issue in the yeah. well, smoke alarm smoke sound. alarm smoke yeah. alarm sound um, the thing is, we're, to reset the beep, you have to just press the test button one time. Mm-hmm. But Jeez. it makes that loud noise. Yeah. Oh, that's cool though. Yeah. No. So we're done with it now. Yeah. But but I but getting back to your point about removing the ignorance, um, mm-hmm. I I believe that, I mean honestly, that's the best thing you can do in life. Like I tell people that all the time. If you need to cut someone out that you feel like is stopping you from reaching that next level in life, like just do it because that person wouldn't think twice when yeah. it came to you. Like, 
unless it's someone who is like a family but then you don't cross that line like right. that's you can talk to them and be like hey man look i got an opportunity um we can all go up you know and and that's that's life but when it comes to some stranger that you just let in that's not blood or or a really really close family that you've known for a long time like honestly it's like sorry man i got i already got a group of close people like i don't think you can make my t-mobile top five you know it's like <laughs> yeah what happened to top five bro dude wow. like those were the, like speed dialing remember when speed dialing was a thing you would just be like this is my yeah. homie when three luigi, boom luigi, three. let's go like <laughs> luigi going back to this though the reason i'm saying my, my point is this man nobody nobody is immune from needing to look into their life and in introspection at oh, all yeah. times the second you think you're immune in any aspect is when it humbles you and says, check it out. You need to check this. You need to, to look. What I was saying is that in my own life, it goes as simple as this. If you're going to have good rituals, use them when you're down. That's when it comes time to rely on your training, to fall back on your training. So it's funny that during the tough times is when I'm forgetting to breathe, stretch, exercise, meditate, because I'm down and I'm like... I'm not finding the time, so I can't blame someone when they say I can't. I I, I don't know how to meditate, or I can't find the headspace because I've I've been fuzzy lately. But I now can tell you from with a little bit contrast. In order to get out of that, you have to start building on and compounding slowly, yeah. and starting off again, going back to the principles, going back to the kindergarten to the basics. Oh my god! And the dude. elementary stuff in personal development is 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 actually kind of like what a, what a baby needs. You yeah. need silence. You need dark. You need space for yourself. You need, you have to send yourself in your body and in time and space. Yeah. And then you can go out and 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 be okay around people. But honestly, I've hung out around people a couple of people lately, and this is in no no offense to anyone, but I've hung around some people lately that have made me very thankful for who I am and how far I've come. Because some of these people couldn't be around crowds, or they couldn't be alone, or yeah, they couldn't wow. be in loud places or they couldn't be where it's too quiet and i'm like lord yeah. thank you that i'm okay in all of these right, things right right yeah. a I, lot to be grateful for i mean dude do you, christine always tells me she's like luigi do you really think that all the all types of people can just go to an award show and just mingle with celebrities and just talk to anybody they want no people freak the fuck out as soon as you see someone who's semi-famous they're like oh my god bro oh my god it's like dude you almost just want to bitch slap people and be like get, snap out of that shit man these are just people you know yeah i mean and that's that's just celebrity um again celebrity is uh, that that definitely affects awkward. most people but i think all of us here are, are a little bit beyond that especially oh when you're out God. here in LA. Yeah. i did have a i had a freak out moment i saw john mayer out here but oh, well, that's mm -hmm. cool yeah there's certain people you're fan. like it's cool yeah. Yeah. but outside of that it's like i don't john know john mayer what what to me right now makes me giddy and freak out is uh is people who are on the same thread of me it, for me what i'm most interested in right now is like it's a pop cultural thing of mixing um i guess culture and business a certain way and i've seen a lot of people do that in hip hop and it's gotten me like really interested in certain hip hop business things or, or, or fat fads, just studying them. Yeah. But the reason is business in hip hop has been evolution, an evolution, right? Right. And it has made it, hip hop has been so good at evolving that it's literally become now the mainstream form of pop culture in the mm -hmm. United States. So if you observe it, you're literally observing the most successful 
pop cultural memetic engine, meme mm-hmm. generating engine mm-hmm. right now. I think in the world because it's literally been exported to every country. Like every country's culture now, I feel, has so much hip hop influence now that it's been now it's been made its own. So now you have what rock what rock once did, hip hop has done, and what rock once made in money, hip hop has now made. So I'm asking myself, like, what is the what is to be learned here? I'm sure there's like a thousand lessons everyone can pick up that are just going to be left on the table because no one's pointing them out. The general consensus. So, you know, let's point them out. You know, people like what is trendy. People like what's considered cool. And that attention has brought in a lot of talent that otherwise would have gone unnoticed in that rock era, which, you know, every genre rules for a little bit. Before rock, it was, you know, what, blues? Yeah, jazz maybe. Jazz, before well maybe post that pop. Yeah, like but they come and go as well. And Supremes and you got disco stuff like that. Yeah, the trios, doo-wop era, Mm -hmm. Motown, Roaring Twenties. Personal favorite. (coughs) I like that. What I think it's funny that throughout time, music is is never going to be. It's never going to leave the culture, but music has always been a way for people to sell things. Like it was always a means to sell something within the United States for sure. But right now you're not even selling hip hop music in the classical sense. You're not selling music anymore, but people are still, they celebrate hip hop the same way they celebrated rock. It's like a huge fuck you to mainstream culture. Yeah. That's why. Because it, it, it's a, it's a, it's a yeah. medium where someone can still express themselves shamelessly mm-hmm. and be celebrated for it. Yeah. What do you do when the underground becomes the the mainstream culture? Well, then a new underground comes and says, fuck you to the new mainstream. It's a constant cycle. It's I a think constant. the new underground that's saying fuck you to the mainstream is mumble rappers. Like really? guys that uh, like Lil Pump and Smoke Purp and guys like that, that Look. kind of vibe, that's going to become like it's it's already its own oh, definitely. sub-genre of the, of the spectrum. But I don't think it's going to own it. I but don't it think- didn't start as a genre. It just everyone wants to sound like that for some reason. So now it's become its own. Like who's the best mumble rapper? Which, I mean, I guess it's got to be Lil Pump right now. In terms of commercial success, that's true. I guess yeah, maybe Lil Uzi Vert, but I can't understand a fucking thing any of them are saying. He quit. Really, he's done. He doesn't do music anymore. Wow. He what does he do? To be. He wants to be normal. Normal. Did yeah. he make enough money to be normal but rich? I don't know. Does anybody know? No. I mean, he puts on like he's rich. <laughs> he's always buying clothes and stuff. Bro, that's um. We watched yeah. Tiffany Haddish's uh, Showtime special yesterday. Yeah, she um, she talks about that how <laughs> she wasn't making that much money yet when she got Girls Trip, and she's like telling Jada Pinkett Jada Pinkett Smith that she doesn't have that much money, and she's just like thinks that she's lying. Like she just yeah. thinks like she, that it's a joke. And then when yeah. it's like when she, they go to the the sewer tour. Uh, uh, the no the the what was it the sewer tour, uh, the swamp the tour, swamp man. tour the oh, sewer yeah. tour the uh, swamp the tour they go on the group pond for yeah, yeah the yeah. group pond yeah. and then it's just like 
girl, you th- she even says it. She's like, you thought that I was going to be able to have my own private cruise ship know, to right? go like, through this swamp. Like, I just told you I almost sold the bag. I pawned it. Pissed off. <laughs> yeah. And I'm just, I'm just, I was just thinking the whole time, like, man, nobody gives a shit what anybody else is doing, but everybody's looking at Will Smith the yeah, whole exactly. fucking time. Like, why wouldn't you? You'd just be like, what is this guy doing? Like, wow, it's Will Smith. Like, look, he's angry now. Like, yeah. <laughs> dang, I've never seen Will Smith really get angry. Like, uh, you this know, is interesting. That's something that he hides, and that's that's what his family has to deal with. He Ooh. actually admitted it on Red Table Talk. Which really? Is Jada Pinkett's roundtable discussion with people that she has. What did he admit? Well, he it wasn't like a direct admission, but it was like a admission and a co-sign by his whole his wife and his daughter and her mom that basically he demands success so intensely that he's just like ah all the time and everyone's just like over it like he's over demanding yeah 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 that's like that's my fucking fault bro yeah that's me too like that's my fear yeah that i don't want to manifest in my family and my future relationships and trying to work out yeah like that's my issue right now with with this relationship is i mean truth be told is in some part of me i see this girl's she's younger than me i see her maturing and growing and trying very hard to Mm -hmm. be what she thinks i want and the shitty part is like not that i want to change someone but I'm waiting for her to change and grow up a couple of things. Just like, because until she grew up out of that, I don't feel like she's ready for a relationship. Mm-hmm. But I mean, there's, I have no illusion that I can change her. So that's why I'm like, baby girl, you just need space and time. Because yeah, yeah. that'll just Sometimes happen. Sometimes people just have to grow. Yeah. yeah. Well, that that just, I think people just need to remember the grounded, you know, stay grounded, stay, stay in the moment, stay alive. But it comes in a timing because everyone kind of learns the same general lessons. But when you learn them is what really matters. Because if you learn the lesson only in one partner and the other partner is just floating out there, it's just forever that clash. And I mean, honestly, who wants to deal with that? Well, that's all. That's all with just who you spend your time around. Like who who do you spend your time around? What what are those people doing? Are they interesting? Do they actually have a real life, or are they just sitting somewhere not doing anything? Like those things matter. Like Mm -hmm. if you'll talk to someone who doesn't do anything, and you're just like, I didn't learn anything from you. Like why did why did I? I cannot. Okay, this is this is another thing with my girl. I was just telling her, I cannot listen to people talk about their jobs. Yeah. If you're employed for somebody else. Yeah. And I am not personally interested, highly interested in what right. the fuck you do for a living because it's one of my passions. Yeah. I don't want to hear about it. Yeah. Because, first of all, you're not doing anything for yourself. Now, the reason I'm saying this is because this was a big point of contention with my ex. She right. wants to talk. Now, she she knows. I've, we've, this, we've talked about this a lot. And she knows. I just, I just don't appreciate hearing about her the place she was working at because it's like just not interested. Right. But I can understand that if it's the only place you're at, most that's of the time, that's all you have to talk about. So my challenge to her and to anyone else in that position is yeah. you must find extracurricular something, a side hustle, something to distract you beyond that practically you know, money slave right, situation. Right. Because that's what that is. You're working for money. You're a slave to the job. And if it's the only thing you talk about, it will yeah. be your entire life. If your boss tells you you can't go outside for eight hours, you won't go outside yeah. because you're a slave to the money. Yeah, but when I go, that's why you have to also develop like that mindset of like that work mentality. When you're at work, 
like if you work for someone you're at work like you can never forget that it's a completely different atmosphere like they have rules set for you and they pay you for to follow those rules basically yeah you know so it's like if you step out of line they have every right to just be like get the fuck out of here you don't work yeah. here anymore like yeah. we have a standard you know yeah. so it but but that's so institutionalized <coughs> man like it, it cuts off <coughs> any creative ability to like really explore life and like you just feel like you're kind of caged up you know so I think more and more people are starting to get a, like the idea that you can succeed. Like freaking Junkyard, man. That dude's doing art. Like he, It didn't happen yeah. overnight, but he worked at it to where now he can enjoy maybe what? 60, 60 years now. He's He was like in his he's like in his 30s. So he's like yeah. 60 more years of just living. You know, whatever. Right. He's, he's going to enjoy life. Like Who are we talking keep the, the, the one of The last guest that we had. The last guest we had uh, well, before Ryan Kennedy. Last, yeah. yeah. Uh, episode three. Really, really awesome dude. Um, but it just shows that if you, if you continuously keep going, like I, one of my friends called me the other day, she called me just so that I could motivate her. She literally was just like, I'm feeling down. I don't know if I, if I should keep pursuing this dream of mine. And I was like, I was like, snap out of it, girl. I was like, who's been telling you these lies? Who's been feeding you? You know, who's changing your mind and why? Why are you Negativity, allowing them to do it? Bad vibes. Exactly. Haters. So, so I just told self-doubt. her. Self-doubt. I just told her. I was like, get the fuck out of there and, and just build. Go back to that reality that you set for yourself before mm-hmm. that was, hey, I'm going to win. I'm going to be at the top. And at the end of the day, I'm going to give all the glory to God. And just boom. Hallelujah. You send that off. That's how it goes. Snap. You'll see wonders. You'll see favor. You'll see change. Everything. Anything you could think of. God is all powerful. Like. You can never forget that, man. It's just, I, I try to rem- remember it every day. I, I, I like to sit in places sometimes and, and I'll and say, damn, how long did it take me to get to the point where I'll thank God for giving me another day of life? You know, sometimes it's in my morning shower. Sometimes it's when I'm at work. Sometimes I actually just forget until I go to sleep, bro. Because that's just life, man. It's just different moments. Those thoughts, you might just be like, oh, I thought about it today. And then you let it go because you got to do other stuff. But then it, it'll come back the next day and you're like, yo, oh, man, I was just thinking about that yesterday. But I still haven't done anything about it. Uh, don't worry about it. I'll, I'll deal with it later. You know, it's just this constant cycle like you talk about. But I think it's 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 very it's speculative to like you to, to be able to see it. You can right. even see it happening, man. Like I'll think about certain things every day. Like I'll be like, how are my brothers doing today? Like if I haven't talked to my brother Christian back home, mm. I'm like, I wonder how Christian's doing today. How's my mom? How's my dad? And then and then at night well, I'll pray for all the people in my life, the people I interact with every day. Right. Just sending blessings their way because I'm just like, hey, I don't know what you went through today. Mm-hmm. We didn't talk like that today. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. But maybe tomorrow you're gonna be like, hey man, this great thing happened to me yesterday. That's all I hope for. That's all that I pray happens to people, man. Because that's just the best. That's the that's the best way I've seen to live life, man. And it's just it's been working. I meet some awesome people like Kino. Kino's been in my life, my like my whole fucking life, man. Basically, I can go back like I would go back in time in a second and be like, I remember seeing you when we had conversations, and right. now now you're on the show, season three, clear the haze, three, episode, episode five, five, changing worlds with Kino. Yep, it's been an amazing freaking episode so far i i we just want to thank you for coming back for part three man because you're bringing it thank you you are absolutely bringing it thank you guys for having me man come with the heat look i'm really really thankful to be alive and i was just thinking about it right now look there's a very i'm saying this in all honesty i am lucky to be alive one more time because Mm -hmm. there was a chance that i wouldn't even be sitting here right now after what happened to me last week 
Wow. So that's hardcore. Yeah. So like, life is definitely a beautiful, beautiful theater. We've talked about this before, and I'm thankful that you guys were actors in this play of my life, where I get to have you guys as friends, mm-hmm. as friends who are both entertaining me and teaching me. So it's mm-hmm. both comedic and dramatic. Life is a tragic comedy. And that's mm-hmm. one of the things I've been reminded, reminded about. If you cannot embrace and be thankful for both of those things, the tragedy and the comedy, mm-hmm. you, won't, you won't be able to roll with the punches. So adapt and appreciate what it's going to give you, that, mm-hmm. the contrast. But when, it goes, when you were saying earlier that people would call you up for motivation, you know, people have done that, do that all the time. They call me because they need a little pick me up and they don't say they need to pick me up and the truth is they don't need anything you know like just yeah. be like oh they need me no 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 <laughs> yeah. they're my friend they reached out to me they were hoping that I would do what I would normally do and bring them up and I do yeah. the shitty part is that when I was in that low part I didn't call anybody Yeah. so once I told all those people who really care about me what I was going through and what happened they got very upset that I did not reach out to them of course and it made me ask myself why don't how come I'm so eager to help and so opposed to asking for it? And especially in the dark hour of my soul. Right. In that moment where you really need these people. Right. And you right. need their their clarity, their right. love, and their proximity to you to come and like rescue you from that, that moment. Mm-hmm. And I kept on asking myself and I couldn't figure it out. <coughs> I don't know the answer. I'm not I'm not coming up with the answer. But for everyone listening, I want to give um I just want to give some consolation, okay? Mm-hmm. I want to say to everyone what I wish I could have said to myself in that moment. You have absolutely no reason to doubt yourself, your mission, or your purpose on this earth. The reason that you're here is not one that you should immediately understand or ever fully understand. That'll be something fixed it's always changing so because the reason you're here is always going to change for you it can never be so fragile it can never be based on someone or on something or on some condition and be so fragile that you think for a second that you don't deserve to be here that you think for a second that there is an alternative to being here that things would somehow be better without you Mm-hmm. Yes, this life takes people sometimes when we deem it's before their time. But it ha- if it has not taken you, you have to fix your gaze on the present. You see, there is no future. And I'm not saying that to be bleak. I'm saying there is no such thing as future. The future is just the present not yet enjoyed. The future is now. The present yet to mm-hmm. be experienced. The present yet to be opened or yet to be understood or yet to be played with. Yeah, we don't know what's going to happen. But there is no future. Yeah. So every moment that we spend focusing on developing an unexperienced present, yeah. we're not enjoying the present. And that's something that plagues me because when I want to escape the present, I go immediately to the future of the past. And the past is just my spin on the present already enjoyed. <laughs> yeah. So I'm sa- I keep saying the present to, to, to remind myself that I'm just ignoring this gift in front of me mm-hmm. to go and play with its, you know, 
its shitty stepbrother. Yeah. Yeah. If that makes any sense. Just live life. But when I do focus on the present, and that is my reminder to everyone listening, is that when you focus on the present, you're reminded of why you're here. Mm -hmm. Not immediately. Mm -hmm. But if you're looking for the answer, it's in the present. It wasn't in the past, and it's not in future, whatever that means, because then you'd have no reason to live. Mm -hmm. So it's just another way of saying it's right underneath your nose. (coughs) The beauty of my life hasn't been in living it without pain. It's in living through pain and finding beauty in the pain as it illuminates for me why I had to experience other pain. Mm -hmm. And if, look, if you can go through pain that reminds you of past pain and find beauty in all of it mm-hmm. and value in all of it, I'd say you're living life. Yeah. And that doesn't sound that beautiful to someone who just wants to hear about rainbows and butterflies. Right. But that is my life and that is the part of my life that's beautiful. I tell people all the time, I enjoy crying every day. On the days I don't tear up, I feel like I'm missing out on some cathartic release. Mm-hmm. I'm not joking about that. But the reason is because I want to know the pain and the beauty in the pain of my life and the things I've already had to experience to know a lesson fully to know it for myself yeah but in those places where I don't need to experience it for myself because I learned it from someone else I am blessed in those places where I've had to learn it for myself from failing time and time again that's where I tell people like dude you don't do I'm just going to say it like this. You don't want to be sitting there with a fucking gun to your head. Mm-hmm. You don't want to be sitting there pointing a gun to your head, doubting the reason that you're here. Right. And I've been there. Right. I've been there because my greatest fear in life is being, is not living up to my own potential. And if you've grown up in our time where you're told you can do anything and right. you can be exceptional, right. then yeah, my greatest fear is not is not being exceptional, and that is, I have to accept that's based on a whole bunch of bullshit. Yeah. Being that's, mediocre is a legit fear. That no, is, that is my fear is I don't want to be I don't want to be mediocre. But right, right. what is that? What does that even mean? Right. What kind of expectations is that drawing up? You know, everyone's not going to be a millionaire. Right. That's just that's just life. I I personally. Um, First of all, to attest to the to the present thing, I I 100% agree. I, I feel like being in the present moment, allowing yourself to breathe and, and really take the room in and really just acknowledge the other people who are there, if there are other people there, or if you're alone, take the time to acknowledge yourself. You know, a lot of people lose that, and a lot of people f- tend to forget what's going on in, in the moment, that they get so caught up in their thoughts. A lot. I, I go to this acting class every Thursday, and all the, the the people who go there say is just, I'm constantly in my head. I'm constantly living in my head. And it's just like you see it everywhere and you're just like, are you not are you not able to just control and just relax and really just stay in the moment and say, what do I want to work on right now? Or what do I want to explore about myself or what it you know, what it is that I want to do? I, I that's 100 percent always going to be my a good one to go to. Um, but I wanted to, to talk about the thing that you said earlier about the, the question that you didn't have an answer to, because why don't you go to other people, right? Why don't you go to other people and, and really try to like, Hey, I, I need help. And I think that that just falls back to the idea that that's the time when you're supposed to rely on God, right? That's the moment where you're just like fully allowing yourself to just be alone in this relationship with the father and just be like, 
he's got it. Like, you don't got to worry about me, man. You don't got to worry about me. He's got to worry about me because that's 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 what he said he's going to do. I just got to love him in return. And I do because he's going to show me favor. Mm-hmm. And and the reason I say that, the reason I think that that's so poignant in your life is because, you know, the Bible talks about, you know, many are called, few are chosen. You know, there are certain of us that have been chosen for a, a higher purpose. You know, there's there's people that are going to serve bigger things. I personally have had visions and dreams about future things that I literally had a whole dream that was just like, Luigi, the things that I do with you in this world, don't even worry about. Because mm-hmm. once you leave this world, the things that you will do for my kingdom are going to be so great that th- it's not even going to matter what you did here. You're not even going to worry about it. This is just going to be an experience. And then you're going to be there and you're, and you're just going to be next to the father and you're just going to be doing things. And I'm just like, I'm like, so you're telling me none of this matters? And it's just like, yeah, just live it. Just enjoy. Just do, you know, and just watch God work. And it's like, I love that. I love I like the stuff we talk about on this podcast always gets me hyped because I'm like, I'll listen to this. <coughs> he was he, everything that Kino's been talking about has just been him being able to really truly experience his emotions and really just take in what's going on and be able to just like okay this is how I feel I need to just feel it out okay now look at the thoughts that are popping into my head I need to be able to discern what is what what is important what is just bullshit and then once you figure that out which I believe you have like the the things you're talking about just the conversation that i heard you having with this girl because if i can speak on it freely is that okay well don't no, i'm no, not gonna no, say yeah, anything yeah, yeah, but just but, just yeah. the dialogue he was using just like mm-hmm. the conversation i was just sitting there but it was like there was a clear conversation that in a way he was very much engaged in mm-hmm. like i heard him talk about shit that i was like well, he is pulling this out of thin air right now but it is so freaking good like just the lines he was using in her comebacks and then she would come at him and the the, the tone would change the inflection <coughs> in the voices like I, I was engaged bro please don't please don't prop me up as a good arguer <laughs> but, uh, no man yeah. the truth is i would say 99% of people that you're going to see me hang around uh, i mean not not no 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 the people you see me hang around will will rise me to anger sorry 99% of people i'm going to meet in life are not going to get me out of my shell or get me boiled up or something my close friends my close family yes you'll see you know mm-hmm. that's where the fire is right right dude the girl who i who i love and i'm sleeping with jesus yeah. it pulls it gets a latino out of me bro like yeah. but I, I used to debate right yeah i used to be in debate i do not like arguing anymore right so relationships i realize now those intimate relationships are one of the few places where arguments are bound to happen mm-hmm. so if my arguments are not moving forward, which of course they never do in a relationship. That's not where arguments win. Mm-hmm. That's just where you get to have them. So fuck, enjoy them. <laughs> um, basically, it makes them, you know, they. I kind of like incrementally get more argumentative, mm. which I've noticed is part of my personality. I'll start off in kindness and tone and all this stuff, and eventually I just become a dick there's no other i have no other way to put it like mm-hmm. it do well in a stand-up routine or if i was roasting somebody yeah. <laughs> but this is a girl i love and care about so when i think about it, I'm like why why do i have to use these uh these constructs in order to communicate right. and i use the constructs so i can deal or so like to like soften it's a defense mechanism so i can soften how absurd it seems to me that i have to be having these arguments so i'm like mm. oh, i'm gonna have this argument let me fucking make it entertaining in a fucking story. If I'm like, let it sound nice to my ears. Yeah. Ah. So I, I forgot, honestly, that, that G and, and, and Luigi 
could hear some of what was going on because so I was just fucking. Bombs. Yeah, I was just going off yeah. in my head. Just going in. Yeah, but wow. as it's happening, I'm like, at least I feel something, mm-hmm. and that's what's shitty about you realize how human you are. You're like, oh wow, I can't stand drama because I I need to weed, weed it out of my. I can't. It's not making me productive. But boy, do I enjoy it. So was the relationship toxic or were you being toxic to and that's the relationship? What I don't, that's the thing. I don't know. I'll tell you this. This girl is definitely does not deserve. Nobody deserves me in my fiery moments when I'm a mm. fucking jalapeno, you know. Yeah, I got you. But I don't think if this, if this girl really wants to spend the rest of her life with me, she's not going to have a life with me without seeing that come out. Should that be our life of us arguing and me being, you know, uh, what's the word? Not salty Kino, because it's definitely worse than that. Cunty Kino, bro. There's, I don't even know how to put it. I'm cunty, bro. Wow. I got a a feminine side to me. petty as fuck. I have a feminine side to me that's a fucking diva, bro. Like, (laughs) the feminine part of my personality is a diva. If you ask my family, you ask my sister, my sister says I'm a diva. That's and I am, I'm, I'm choosy as fuck, extremely yeah. opinionated. I just don't have to share my opinions with people anymore the way I used to feel I had to. Mm-hmm. But I'm very decided on a lot of things. I know what I like. Yeah. Generally, I like the best of things. And that's what makes, that's what, that's the shitty part is that yeah. if you go then and expect that of people, you see, you, you let that pass to your family. Like, oh, that's my family. I'm, they're not perfect. Right, <laughs> right. But then you start meeting people. And especially if, like, if you sought out mentors or a mm-hmm. certain kind of people you want to be around to influence you, mm-hmm. then you start becoming demanding of what's around you. Mm-hmm. I can't do that in a relationship once I've already said yes. If, this, if I already opened up the door to this girl and now I'm like, yeah, but I expect you to be this, she's going to be like, fuck you. I'm not. Right, right. And that's perfectly fine. Mm-hmm. My issue is wanting to continue to evolve as a person, and as I'm checking to see if this person's evolving, realizing, holy shit, they are evolving, but when it's not at the pace I'm expecting, getting upset, well, then I feel like a dick because I'm not allowed to be upset about that. Mm-hmm. This girl is trying. So this girl tells me all the time she's trying. I don't know if I responded enough saying, yes, I can tell she's trying because the truth is I can see that she's trying in personal growth. It's just like she's yeah. – you know, she's 21, 22. I'm 29, bro. Right, right. I cannot expect this girl to be there. Right. But I can tell that she cares about me and is trying very hard, not mm-hmm. just for me, but I mean in her own life to overcome her own personal demons. Right. The problem is I'm overcoming my own personal demons, and they're fucking horrible, bro. These things are like a legion. They're like, you know, mm-hmm. they're Damien, son of Satan, bro. Yeah. So when it comes out in my personality, yeah, it's, it's either – if, it, if Okay, here's how it works. If it comes out against people, it's generally anger because I'm not jealous of people. Mm-hmm. Like, that's that's another thing. Like, I don't comprehend how people are so jealous of me. And, I, wait, let me, that sounds, that sounds, that sounds, that sounds, that sounds horrible. I'm sorry. Kino, yeah, yeah, super Kino comes out. Why are they so jealous? So oh, my jealous. God. No, no, let me, let me, let me rephrase that. I had one experience happen in my life yeah. that recently in the last five years. It happened to me like three and a half years ago. A, fr- a person I thought was a friend turns out was super jealous of me, was talking shit. And I find this from his ex-girlfriend. Wow. And I'm like, bro. And like I really, I ended up falling for his ex-girlfriend. Maybe because I found out that this guy was a, yeah. a jealous bitch. Yeah. But like, I couldn't believe that he was so jealous of me. Like it did not. Well, okay, maybe, And I still don't. Of? According to According to a couple of people, he was jealous of my voice. 
Okay. Okay. I, so, I, sounds I, like he I, wanted I do, you, bro. Sounds I like do he think I you. sing better than this guy, but at the okay. same time, I'm telling you, I respect this guy's music. Like, I have no, I do not think this guy should be jealous of me because I think he can make it on his own in music. Yeah. So much so that I was working with him and like jamming with this guy, right? Right. right. But the reason I'm talking about this story is because when his when his ex girl told me about him being jealous, it caught me so off guard that it literally caught, it changed my life. Me reflecting on people being jealous, I, I started realizing that I had become successful in so many things by learning to not be jealous, by learning to be like, that I can make mine by becoming like that person. Mm -hmm. So then I went from, and, and that's one way I've been able to make money. Mm -hmm. And so people, the people who, who I hear being too jealous around money, I'm like, man, I can't be around this because if right. you're jealous about money, you're not going to vibe with me. Right. I'm, I'm not looking at people more successful than me with jealousy. I'm looking at them like... Hell yeah. We're going to get there. Yeah. Yeah. And I tr I realized that with everything, I must do that. I had to do, when I could not get a girl after me, I had to learn to be like, uh, well, no, I had to just, I guess, yeah, it was when I stopped being jealous of men who had it and realized, wait, I have that my life changed. Now, right. this is so many years ago. Now, I mean, after a decade of not having this problem, not having an, an issue attracting people to me and attracting things to me. Now I have to figure out where the hell am I sensitive? Where do I feel lack? Mm -hmm. You know where I feel lack is in certain relationship things. It's a, it's a because I'm a Scorpio who's obsessed with loyalty and trust. Anytime I feel like there's a, a hole where there could be a lack of trust, then I start feeling like I'm a person right. who lacks the necessary loyalty around me. And anyone who looks at my life would be like, no, you're not. Like yeah. you have all this huge circle of seriously close friends who are very very loyal and like as i say it now i'm very thankful for that that's obviously from work and by design because i'm a person who needs loyalty and mm -hmm. looks for it but i've been caught up sometimes in an illusion that it's not there and if you have that illusion for a second and let that break into your to your personal you know l sexual relationship life yeah that's devastating for a scorpio and that's I'm sorry this girl has to experience that as I'm dealing with it as a general thing in my life, yeah. trying to deal with it on a micro relationship with well, someone I, I mean, care about. Let's be honest. It's better that you get it out and she knows everything up front and out in the open instead of you playing nice and then going off and then butchering people in the night and then coming back. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, like, no, no. We've been Toby and I have been watching. Hella murder mystery shit. Like you, you, yeah. fucking you, you was oh, amazing. Dude, you was crazy. And season two is gonna be nuts, man. Yeah. Dude, that's Candace. A, dude, that's the thing though. Like I watch a show like that, bro. And I mean, to be completely honest, it's it's weird for me. I had a girl. I had a crush on a girl when I was like fifteen years old, fourteen. Yeah, I was like before I was even fifteen, like fourteen years old, right? Yeah. That was like stalkery. I mean, like this girl knew. I was obsessed with this girl though, but she knew. Like I, I told this. Uh, it was, it was really, really obvious. So, anyway, the the lesson from that whole thing is that no one looks kindly on that, and that doesn't get you anywhere. Yeah. So as soon as I realized that that was not going to get me anywhere, I just gave up on her, and found a different way to try to attract a girl because it was definitely not by being obsessed with her. Right, right. Oh, it was quite the fucking opposite. Well, obsession but, with anything is dangerous, yeah, even yeah. winning. Because you'll win at all costs. Right. But now when I look back at being obsessed with that girl, it's yeah. laughable because my taste changed. Yeah, yeah right? exactly, exactly. But the experience is like, I don't I don't forget that feeling and the feeling of rejection, right? Yeah, you yeah. never forget that. Yeah, even though it's been literally, that's half my life yeah. ago, literally. Yeah. It was, yeah. I'm 29, 
it was when I was 14. Yeah. Now, I'm thinking about it, though, because I'm watching this show, and I'm like, there are aspects of my personality mm-hmm. that are so much like this guy. Not not the going and trying to kill. I'm saying, but the, con- the, right. the feeling and need of control or how somehow I would know yeah. better than this person in their own life. Right, right. But that doesn't negate when you someone else, someone in your life really does have more clarity about what's going on in your life. Mm-hmm. And I feel that all the time for people. I'm like, oh, man, this person's not seeing it clearly. And I ask my close friends because I know that it's in my blind spots where I'm, I need to be seeing. So I'm like, dude, what am I not? What am I not catching wind of? Mm-hmm. But, dude, that to be open, like those people will tell you a hundred times what the fuck to do and you're still not doing it. I know because I'm telling these people, dude, this is what this is the thing you just need to so easily change, yeah. and you keep and not because they're not because I just feel the need to tell them. No, they're asking me like people. Your friends are coming and asking you your advice and ignoring it ten times in a row. Yeah. That's one of the funny mysteries of life is that we ignore the most valuable advice so often, then some random person comes and tells us for the hundredth time and we take it. Right, bro. It's it's honestly what you said at the very beginning. It's that we're addicted to people. You know, we become addicted Ooh, to people. Yeah. You know, so it's like you even if it's a bad relationship, you're just like, oh my gosh, I need to keep going back. And that everybody will always tell you, what do you need to do? Just block that person. You can just block them out of their existence. The only Locked. way you can they can talk to you is if they show up at your door. And if they do that, you can get the police involved. If they really want to do, if they just want to talk, give them that. But talk. If they trespass, if they, you can I, shoot them. Yeah, exactly. It's like you have so many rights, but you yeah, can well, literally just block him. Okay, so... so that's my, that's the thing. That's the other thing with my ex, though, that she does not appreciate being blocked. But she doesn't know how to. She doesn't know how to take a no. I'm like, baby, I need you to stop messaging. Okay, though, I though. broke up with you. Yeah. I need you to stop messaging me. No means for no. both of us because, yeah. and maybe this girl doesn't understand. Maybe I. Maybe you can't get me out of your head. But in the similar thread, I cannot get my you out of my head if you will not stop messaging me. Kind and I'm trying to for my own sanity and peace of mind. Yeah. So that's why the modern tool of blocking came up. Now, that being said, that has to suck being blocked. It's happened to me. It does suck. But in this modern day and age, what's the alternative? Yeah. Like, yeah, please don't show up in my house when I don't want to talk to you on the phone, clearly. Yeah, that's weird. And like my ex is like, you know, she's made it very clear. Um, she, mess- she was messaging my brother to try to get a hold of me when I blocked her because she doesn't want to show up in my house. Thank you. But again, if this girl shows up in my house, I'm not gonna pull a gun on her. This is a girl I love. You know, I'm seeing a future with this girl. I'm not, this is not that type of thing. This is not some kind of like I have a stalker or something. No, this yeah. is like this is somebody that you're you're trying to figure things out with, right? Right. Okay. So that's not that's not a possibility. But at the same time, why can't she respect my my like wanting distance by communication? Because in our modern day and age, bro, in her mind, she it's she's right to think this. That's all we have. Social media and her phone is her whole fucking life. So when I block her on it, that's I, it. like it's like I killed myself to her. You know? Uh, yeah. I mean, you really did because you can't You're know where they are. Me. Yeah, it's like I don't like, know. You like know, even you'll in you, never know what I'm doing. Remember you never what, know where I am. Yeah, the girl goes offline. Yeah. She freaking goes offline. He's like, wait, how am I supposed <laughs> to know that? How am I supposed to be okay if I don't know that you're okay? It's like. And he's like looking at everything. She's gone. Right. It's like, dude, you really can't know. And then spoiler alert: five, four, three, two, one. He freaking does all that shit and then kills her. Like, what the heck? <laughs> yeah. Hey, you're not sure that he does. 
Yeah, you do. Uh, well, we're not because Candace is we still just alive. Saw she him did dumping it. a body. We didn't see him dumping her body. Although she's dead because, well, they had a just, they had a funeral. Gone. They had a funeral. Yeah, but no body. No body. Yeah. So yeah. So they showed know, a body. Toby is saying she wrote a book. They showed a body of him dumping, but they, they she did wrote not say it was her body. It's just an interesting so so show. It's such an interesting show. I just like the inner monologue of it all. And How I don't really think Joe ever it. actually said, I killed her. No, because he says that at the beginning. He's like, I'm not a murderer. Yeah. Like, I'm not a murderer. I wouldn't do that. But well, then... he murdered the Well, dude. yeah, he definitely well, murdered a bunch but, of people. But, but the thing <laughs> I think what he was trying to say is, like, I'm not a murderer in cold blood. Like, I, I don't just kill people. He saw it as, like, I'm doing this I have to reason, better... But that's you know? what all serial killers Yeah, think. exactly. So I'm like, you're just you're just justifying your killings, bro. Yeah, <laughs> like, that's yeah, that's yeah, what you, you that's what psychopaths do, bro. Like, you justify like, your like killings I, to keep going. I watched a whole doc about the BTK today. And Ted Bunny a couple of days ago, like these guys. Are Dude, there's too much stuff on television nuts. about serial killing, man. Right it's, now, right everywhere, it's, it's just like honestly, it's not, Netflix right now anymore. has been so violent and dark. Like I've noticed that as a trend too. Like I'll just say, I did not need that shit playing all over my Netflix yeah. as I was, you know. You know, what was actually funny. A good refreshment from everything. <laughs> Norseman on Netflix. It's such a good show, man. Have you seen it? No. Oh, I would, oh, you got to check it out. Okay, so here's the premise. Yeah. Vikings yeah. in the 700, you know, the 7th century yeah. or 8th century, whatever, are in a little village in Norway, and they're pillaging and raping and doing their shit. Yeah. But the dialogue is like, it's got a modern twist, modern psychology. It's got a certain twang. <laughs> the comedy's, it's comedic. Oh, okay. So it's like Vikings raping and pillaging, but comedy. That's I don't know how to. It's, it's fucking thing. hilarious. It's great, what, and uh, it was very station? lighthearted. It's it's on Netflix. Oh okay. okay. Oh wow. And, it's and a Netflix original. What's it called again? Norseman. 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 Okay, yeah. we'll check it out right after. Definitely, this. definitely we'll recommend that it. Shit. Definitely yeah. recommend it. Oh man, right. I'm just waiting for the last OG to come back. Man, that show's yeah, it'll great. be interesting. You think Toby so? is boycotting it for because she's mad at Tracy Morgan. What? But he did um what men want right or with um the I've lady been getting blown up to see the screenings of that movie. yeah dude uh, what's like, her name I don't want to watch it from Empire <laughs> Taraji Taraji P. P. P Henson Cookie I wanted to say Cookie so badly but I was like why am I forgetting <laughs> oh she's doing the Mel Gibson remake yeah. the it's, movie that yeah. Is but it Mel Gibson the female film? version? Yeah. yeah. They female, really yeah. are running out of shit in Hollywood Dude. to fucking make yeah. into movies. No, nah, they're going off of these stupid algorithms. <laughs> like, oh, this, uh, according to our analytics, <laughs> this will make money. Let's make a movie about emojis. And it's like, no. Oh. There's a lot of original ideas out there that are, you know. Yeah, but then you get fresh. like Netflix studios doing these original ideas that are just yeah. oh, like this Velvet Buzzsaw movie, man. That was uh, so fucking did you watch trippy, that? bro. Yeah, Jake I, Gyllenhaal, man, yeah. fucking kills Velvet Buzzsaw. Well, I'm just tired of seeing everyone die so. though, and all these you know the. the I know so much dying. death. I was I was thinking that too. I was like on. a lot of death. Yeah, no man. Yeah, a lot of I'm death. wearing look. I'm wearing my Captain Planet ring right now, as I have been since it's I moved out here, and I just want I just want to add more green to this world. Using the blue, baby. Yeah. I like that. I like that. I like that, too. Yo. Well, this has been a lot of fun, Kino. It's been a blast. I feel like yes. we covered a lot of a lot of things. I feel, I feel like yeah. we went into some really interesting yeah. places, honestly. I'm <laughs> When I think back at the conversation, I'm just like, whoa. Yeah. But um, Beating up depression like Jesse Smollett. Exactly. Oh, 
It's too soon. Yeah, it's very too, too soon. soon. It's very very soon. Oh. I don't know, man. Not for me. I I never feel it's too soon for anything. I don't bro. feel it's too soon. I feel like you can make a joke on the day of because we're human. Honestly, I saw the picture he tweeted. He barely had a scratch on him. He'll be all right. Honestly, it's not the end of the world. Honestly, I, actually, it's very interesting that you're making this up because I was talking to my buddy about it, and and they said the cops when they when they wrote the report they said we heard racist and we heard homophobic things being said. But what people, uh, somebody else was claiming was that they put a hood over him and that they were, that someone whispered in his ear, this is MAGA country. And so there was this huge debate over this one line that was being said because the police were like, we have nobody else saying this except one person who was just claiming that this is being said, trying to make this political. But why can't you guys just focus on the fact that racist and homophobic things were just being said? Like, that's equally as bad. Like, people are just well, trying to divert to something new. This country doesn't really care about those issues. Bro, like, that's what I, like, pretend to care dude, about so issues. much that it's just like, they don't even give a shit anymore. They're just like, the Trump wave is so hot that they're like, they stopped caring about this dude. And they were just like, oh, there's a, there's a way that this could connect back to Trump. I'm in. And it's like, but the, per- the, the dude was. conservatives going too far? And it's like, well, I mean, we don't, who, who knows? It was, it was just some dudes being assholes that heard another dude that was just trying to get some subway at 2 a.m bro the yeah. thing is it's We've like all had was, did they find runs. surveillance footage or anything allegedly i haven't seen it yet yeah, me neither. but no. i don't know i like um, him though. toby do you know if they got surveillance footage or not it's very blurry very, very blurry. blurry i don't know that's we're talking about the guy from empire right yeah yes. yeah yeah, yeah. Well, main- i just find it weird that you're in chicago and i'm sure he's in a nice neighborhood because he's rich yeah. so why is there no footage anywhere? Right? No one has a ring or something. Anything. Like anything. In this day and age when cameras are so vibrant? Cameras are everywhere. They're ubiquitous. You can't yeah. go anywhere without seeing a camera. I mean, I guess he maybe isn't that, that mainstream, I guess. This maybe was a, a a stunt to just put him on. You never know. I mean, I mean I'm not saying that, but it, you, you know, never know these days. possible. Anything dude. could be Hollywood played. Hollywood is not a stranger to manufacturing drama yeah that's exactly that's literally what facts. they do for money I'll, i'm gonna be doing it yeah <laughs> i'm gonna be doing it manufacture that drama baby. i'm gonna dude look put it this way man if i was for instance if tonight i had a concert and someone was like you need to get yourself publicity i would definitely get myself arrested bro yeah like the, the fact that all these like stars that you know became famous from getting arrested um mm-hmm. were doing it under orders from a manager's it's with good reason, bro. It's it makes sense. Free I publicity. mean, that new rapper Blue Star, he just got arrested on some gun charges. Like, is it? Mandatory? I would not get arrested oh, on yeah, gun Blue charges, face. boy. I Blue love face. my Blue yeah. face. I love my gun rights, yeah. but Blue yeah. face. In new York at that. Oh man, that's so, a terrible place like, to get. Done, the NYPD bro. will be on your ass like nobody's yeah. business. No. Yeah, you're gonna be busting down in prison. Yeah. They take yeah. that shit seriously. It's because New York, Manhattan is just a place where it's there's it's a hub. Put it this man. way, man, New York doesn't like guns so much that Plaxico Burr shot himself hmm. in his thigh, and he still went to jail for two years because of it. Like, jeez, you shot yourself and you still went to jail for a long time. <laughs> Why'd you shoot yourself, that, man? Because he's just an NFL player that doesn't really know how to handle guns. <laughs> he's just trying to be a cool guy. What a dummy. Had it safety off in his pants and blew his dick off he blew his dick off i mean not literally but close enough it could have happened who knows we don't know 
Imagine accidentally blowing your dick off. Just finish the job, man. Uh, Pull it yeah, to the no, head. No, no, no. Yeah, if you if you shoot your dick off, it's one of those few things. It one of those few accidental things that might yeah. lead you to blow your own head off. Yeah, yeah. you got to. Like, like if you took the whole do? thing off. And like nipped off a, yeah. a ball and the, it turned it into shreds. And you knew you couldn't reconnect it. You're just like I can live without a ball, but I need my dick. Like, come on, like, come on. Like, well, I will wait till I get to the hospital first. Doc, can you Lorena Bob it this? Sew something back on. You got a cadaver in there with one that. If not, not mercy using. killing, Doc. No, dude, I got to. Just you go in there with a right cousin now. with a gun so you can shoot yourself. Oh my <laughs> goodness! I'm just gonna say, hey, um, what's that? toxic combination again yeah let me get that Damn. or just go on like a really intense like heroin trip and just od that's a little too crazy God. man <laughs> yeah i mean there's a lot of ways to kill yourself i mean yeah, that's but, no but on the real let's 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 uh but don't do that get on the subject of life know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> life is beautiful so you know don't life do is a gift it, it's definitely um the present is a gift by definition yeah yeah I mean, and my presence is a gift. So, ooh, ooh, enjoy it. I mean, yeah, I mean, everybody has their own presence in life. We all bring it into the room. I'm just glad we were able to share this moment. I mean, part three Beautiful. has been fun. Part three has yeah. been enjoyable. We have been able to really record something that is of quality. And I hope our listeners enjoy every person that we bring on. Kino is one of our closest friends. Yes. And super cool guy, very intelligent. We very love talking cool. to him. Brings great conversation. Even talks about his own personal life, which a lot of people don't like to do. They're scared. Yeah, they are scared. Kino's not because Kino is courageous. He's brave, and he's he's looking at the world with an outlook of Mm -hmm. I know where I want to go, and I'm gonna make a path that isn't normal. Like not everybody wants to take this path, but I'm gonna take it. You know, so good on you. Well, thanks, man. We appreciate you being on. And uh, from Willie, from Luigi, thank you guys. Peace out, guys. Clear the haze. Season three. Until next time.